0: Peace and welcome to another episode of Artistry, where art meets industry. We are your hosts, Rochelle Etienne Robinson and Stan Substantial Robinson. Season three of Artistry is powered by words, beats, and life. Peace everyone, welcome, welcome to Artistry, where art meets industry, we are your hosts, Michelle Tan Robinson and Stan Substantial Robinson. Um, if you are joining us for the first time, welcome. If you are returning, welcome back. A couple quick announcements to let you guys know about what we have going on uh, this month. For those of you that are cosplayers, convention goers, interested in manga, comics, and all things nerd blurred, we will be at Otakon on July 29th through the 31st, um, where we will also be leading Sketchpads, which is our program. Featuring our special guest, Carolyn Malachi, and yeah, yeah. yours truly okay. will be there All in right. the house. Carolyn will be doing a live beat set, mm-hmm. and I will be doing some live illustrations. We've also invited some cosplayers to be our in-house figure models for the audience to attend. This event is powered by our sponsored Word Beats in Life. We also have Blick Art Materials and Bites and Beats. We have some goodie bags so the first 100 attendees will receive a goodie bag so make sure you check us out also what else we got going on we have in our store
1: oh yeah we got our summer sale going on right now 20 uh, 25% off of everything so um, all merch on our store right now uh, you can receive discounts on it for the rest of the month into the first week of August so definitely be sure to check that out um, as well just visit sub art and music dot com slash store um, we will make sure a link will pop up at some point in time during the show uh, and for those of you listening to the audio version of the podcast thanks for tuning in um, you can also visit that website as well to get your discount using the code summer 25 all right so let's get into things we got a special guest today don't yes, we? we
0: do i'm so excited we got
1: a special guest every week yes you know we do. What I mean?
0: yes we do yeah. But today's special guest comes to us she is she's a well for those of you in from the dmv area she is a dmv native Mm -hmm. she is also multi-talented she is a song singer songwriter Mm -hmm. performing artist all around good time
1: yeah yeah and she's from prince George's county maryland a fellow Suitland ram she uh was a part of the uh uh the uh CVPA program. I always try to remember the extra letter because back when I was there, it was just VPA. You know what I mean? But she's a, a fellow Ram and a member of the um, CVPA program. Uh, everybody, give it up for Tamara J. Yes, yes. Y'all one time.
0: Yes, yes. Hi, everybody. Hey, Queen. <laughs> How are you? I'm
2: good. I almost I accidentally like exited out and I was like, Oh my god, I hope
1: they're not <laughs> all, all good. But you we,
0: back. But you back.
1: Uh, yeah, clap, clap it up for making it in the nick of time <laughs> and us dragging out the intro a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Put some sauce on it, just a little like, oh, bit. No, what did I do? <laughs> it's all good. We're all happy good. to see you. How you feeling?
2: I'm good. It was the VPA when I was there too, by the way. So Yeah,
1: it's the extra letter be throwing me off. You know what I'm saying?
2: It's fine. You know, we do what we have to do. We got to add an extra letter, then we do it.
1: <laughs> right, right. You know, as long as they keep the program and all that.
2: Keep it going. You know,
1: keep it rocking. Listen, since since, since we started talking about Suitland, um, let's talk about Sootland for a second, if you don't mind, before we jump into your whole story. Is okay. that cool with you? Yeah, I never mind talking about Soulen. All right, dope, dope. So yeah, man. So both of us attended the great uh, Soulen High School. Um, I believe you were there ten years after me. We won't date us too much, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Everyone knows. Everyone, like everyone knows I'm older than you. <laughs> you all this wisdom. <laughs> all, exactly.
0: all this wisdom.
1: <laughs> right. Right. But I wanted to know um, if you heard the good news uh, that they, they started breaking ground on uh, the new building and all that. Have you no, heard anything No, I'm
2: so glad to hear that. It is like way past time.
1: Yes, yeah. yes, because that building be is 70 plus years old, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So yeah
2: like, I mean, I had heard that the, the budget to re-renovate that one school would take up like a quarter of the whole co- county's budget or something crazy. So that's yeah. why it was taking so long. So I'm glad it's happening. They really, really need it and deserve it. And like, you know, I know that my friends and I that are my colleagues that are out in the industry now, like we didn't know we didn't have the resources when we were there. We never oh felt like it so um now that i'm out in the in the entertainment industry i really i think that you know that program deserves to be modernized including yeah. the the physical location. it starts with the physical location you know absolutely so i'm excited for them and i can't wait to see and be a part of you know re-, re the re-beautification or whatever they call it you know they always got a fancy word for these things
1: yeah for sure <laughs> for sure <laughs> yeah no for sure it's um yeah it's it's definitely exciting it's um long overdue you know yeah. as somebody uh who still um you know talks to different people in the school system and occasionally stops off some of these schools to speak to the young folk, mm-hmm. um it's been tough you know going into these newer buildings and stuff for certain schools um especially knowing what suitland has contributed to this uh to this county to pg yeah. to the state of maryland Absolutely. you know um so to see it take as long as it, ha- as it has considering how many like talented people we've sent into the world who yeah. literally are changing it. the industries, creating other opportunities for so many folks. Yeah. And um yeah, yeah, it's it's sad it's taking this long, but I am overjoyed. I'm, I'm super to see excited. Happened. Yeah. yeah. And, and um and then and then doing it for the middle school next door as well. Like the schools will be combined. Um so Drew uh, Freeman? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So um yeah it looks like they're combining the campuses from what I saw. I'll send you a link um, to the things okay. I saw and you can see you can see um, some of the um, like designs and stuff for the building and what it's going to look like. It's um, funny.
2: I learned how to drive in that parking lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Word. Yeah, man. Yeah, lot, lots of memories, but lots of good. Memories. Th- some yeah, from- can't
2: talk about. Most I can't talk about. Right. Lots of good
1: memories,
0: but all
2: yes. good. <laughs> yes,
1: indeed. Yes, indeed.
0: Well, first and foremost, how are you? I know, you know, we ask all of our guests because as you know, this show was birthed during the pandemic and we're still very much in it. So how has your, how has the last two years been for you? Um,
2: You know, it's interesting because I've often felt in the last two years that it's been really hard to celebrate accomplishments in light of like so much suffering. Because I can't even hold you. Like, these have been, like, two of the best years for my career. Like, I I can't even, like, light years. Like, everything that I've prayed and worked for has been just manifesting itself in the last couple years. And so, um, I guess to answer your question, like, I'm present. I'm staying present. Mm. And I'm allowing myself to enjoy. I'm sorry, it's my brother's computer. I'm allowing myself to enjoy the moments as they come and i'm not the you know the suffering of the world and everything that's happening around me isn't lost on me um but i'm not i'm not allowing the gravity of everything to weigh on me i'm picking and choosing what gravity i'm taking on when if that makes any sense so overall i'm great i've i've really enjoyed spending these last couple of years with my family it's allowed me to really slow down and Honestly, I've still been traveling the whole time, some way, somehow, but um, I've still also been able to really, like, just spend time with my family, and Mm -hmm. I guess I just didn't realize how much I needed that until I had it, or how much I wasn't getting it until I was doing it more, and so it's been great. It's actually my brother and I were saying, like, oh, man, like, getting back out here is like, I'm going to miss hanging out this much. We never get to hang out this much, so... Um, it's been great. It's been great. But I am I totally understand. And I don't relish in anyone suffering who's lost people, you know, over the last few years or who's dealt with their own really um, life threatening illnesses or anything like that. And, and I, I'm aware of those things, but I'm also like allowing myself to celebrate my wins in the process. And it's like, you know, so I'm 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 existing very presently in
1: the moment. That's what's up. That's what's up.
0: Well, as Stan had mentioned, you know, you are from Prince George's County, specifically Bowie, Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you know, having lived in the DMV. Tell us about growing up in PG.
2: Oh, well, what about it? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's so much to say. I
1: know. So so I help you out. So. As someone who's traveled so much and been in different parts of the country, lived in um, lived in another part of the country, what are some of the things that, like, makes PG so unique um, to the Black experience that's in this country and, you know, all of that?
2: Okay. That's, yeah, that's a very unique experience that, honestly, I did not appreciate as much until I left um, growing up in this, like, it's, it's Wakanda, really, like... You know, when I finally saw Black Panther, it was like, yeah, that's where I grew up. Like, everybody's Black. The doctors are Black. The architects are Black. The Starbucks workers are Black. Like, and it is what it is. Like, that's, you know, and so I found myself looking for the PG County and everywhere else that I go. Um, And I'm often disappointed because it doesn't really exist uh, other places uh, as much. I I do think that there are places that are making concerted efforts and, like,
1: you know atlanta's
2: definitely becoming one of those places and i heard charles county is now beat pg county out for being the most affluent black county because like everybody moved down there because the property taxes are cheaper so um it's definitely like culture i really appreciate how much like black culture was ingrained in me from living here and this is the dmv in general like um like i remember going to like summer festivals like um Stone Soul Picnic or like DC Carnival was always in our family because we're Caribbean. Um, yeah, Stone Soul Picnic, like uh, what's the other one? Summer Spirit Festival, just like all the festivals you could go to for free with your family and see like major artists um, who otherwise you might have to pay hundreds of dollars to see in the theater or anything. So like, it was just very, uh, uh, I would say a culturally rich experience. Um, and then growing up in a Caribbean household, um, that just kind of added to the culture. Um, so I just feel like I grew up in a very, like, Pan-African, black, black, blacky, black <laughs> place. And I love that. I will say that because of that, though, I experienced a huge culture shock going away for the first time for college. I mean, that wasn't my first time leaving. It was the first time living away. And that definitely, I went to rural Ohio, which is just, complete opposite. So that was difficult. It was really difficult navigating that space without the support system of the black, black, blackity black community that come from. So, but I've definitely learned how to um, find those feelings of community everywhere I am. And I do think coming from a place like that taught me the importance of that. And like, I'm very hyper aware that I, nothing I've accomplished or no place that I've gotten, have I gotten there by myself? Mm-hmm. or without the support of not just the community that continues to support me, but like the communities I come from, like my high school community and like Bowie and, and those places that still hold me
0: up and hold me down. Yeah. You had said that your parents are from the Caribbean. What, what country?
2: My mom is from Jamaica and my dad is from Guyana, South America. Hey.
1: That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. Dope, dope. So what was your, your first introduction to the arts um, and music specifically?
2: Definitely church. Um, mm-hmm. But pushing that further, my mom was a, first of all, my mom is a graduate of Duke Ellington School for the Arts. My older brother is a graduate of Baltimore School for the Arts. And then I'm a graduate yeah. of student. So we, we we touched all this. Well, I think Northwestern has a program now too, but back in the day, it was only those yeah. three programs. Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all, my family, but definitely in church. And then pushing that further, my mom's um, was in Men and Women of the Gospel, which is um, under Washington Performing Arts Society. And then they also have Children of the Gospel, which she put my brothers and I in. And that honestly was like my earliest memory of like serious music. Like we were in there reading music. I mean, I was eight. I definitely wasn't reading music, but I was reading music. You know what I mean? I'm following along on the score. We're singing spirituals. Um, I distinctly remember Richard coming in to teach us the anthem of praise like and even as a kid knowing that like an artist coming in to teach you this song was like special you know so um that was probably one of my earliest real like i guess d- dives deep dives into the arts and like my mom was very um you know was serious for her so she taught us how to take the serious and we were just talking about that today it's like you really taught us like that you got to use discipline. Like, this is important. This is you're preparing for something. So like she didn't have to force us to practice. We loved it. She didn't have to drag us to choir practice. We loved it. Um, and to this day, my best friend in the whole wide world, I met right there in the choir. We are still um, thick as thieves. We're both in music. He's signed to Disney. He's over in Tokyo right now. We were just hanging in L.A., and we were, like, literally sitting there crying, like, look at our lives. This is exactly what we said we wanted to do when we were eight, nine years old, and we are doing it. So, yeah, that was probably as early as it gets. Just definitely church and specifically Children of the Gospel um, under Washington Performing Arts Society was, was my early early days. That's what's
1: up. That's awesome. that super dope. Yeah, so how would you say over the years now, um, you know, going from being introduced to the arts and now being an artist, a musician, um, how have how has your, your music, your art, how has it evolved over the years?
2: I mean, you know, it all starts out by you just liking it and doing it and, and kind of imitating what you're hearing and like, you know, picking and choosing, I like this, I don't like that. Um, but I think it's, for me, they've been able to evolve in that. Like I've had people to teach me the actual like mechanics of music or like engineering of music, like how do we break this thing down to its smallest parts? Right. And that's not necessarily something that just as a consumer you're gonna do. As a consumer, you're just taking it in. But I think between then and now, really studying music both in an educational scholastic setting and in the out here in these streets um you know there's just like this this need to break things down to their smallest pieces in order to build them back up for those of us that take on the task of creating music it's not enough at least for me it's not enough to just like create, like I need to understand the mechanics of this thing that I'm doing in order to accomplish the mission. So if I want to make people feel something, I know these types of chords or these types of notes or these types of phrases um, make that happen. And studying it is what really helped me give me language to do that. And I would say, I think my language has evolved. Of course, my skill set. I mean, I definitely feel like I'm singing now the best that I have ever in my life. Um, and not even just the best, like the most effortlessly. Like, I don't have to think about what's coming out of my body. I just trust that it's going to, we've been doing this for 30 years. Do what I tell you kind of a thing, you know? <laughs> right. um, so definitely just like the ease with which I do what I do has evolved. And the security and knowing my place and what it is that I'm doing. Not like knowing my place as, as in like superior inferior, but knowing my place of like where I fit in and where my lanes are. And where I'm comfortable and where I am being stretched and being okay with like acknowledging when those things are happening and saying, hey, this isn't necessarily my wheelhouse. This is what I bring to this, but I'm happy to do it. And also the inverse of that, knowing when you're bringing all these things to the table, but also knowing that that's not what somebody asked you for. (laughs) <laughs> they actually you to do this one thing over here even though you know how to do 12 things you don't have to insert all 12 of those things to this one thing that somebody actually do so i would definitely say all those things just have evolved the skill set the security the ease with which i actually produce and create music and then whatever the last thing i said was
1: <laughs> one, one of the things you said that That I really resonated with. And I think um, the first time I heard someone say something similar was uh, Bruce Lee. Um, He was talking about um, martial arts and how his goal was to achieve natural unnaturalness or unnatural naturalness. You know what I mean? And so just being able to channel certain things because he's done it so much. Like just being able to, without even thinking about it, just turn it on. And so, yeah, so when you said that, you know. You know like, what's
2: kind of tricky about that, though, as an artist, right? Like, mm-hmm. that means that we have to turn the pain on and off. Like, mm-hmm. we have to turn joy on and off. Yeah. We have to turn grief on and off. Like, we have to learn how to, as artists, like, turn these things on and off in order to, like, accomplish the mission. And it's like, yeah. so... I think for me, one of the things that's been really important, even though you didn't ask me, (laughs) is to prioritize taking those times by myself to work through things Mm -hmm. so that when I have to revisit pain, it's not destroying me in the process. Right. Right. You know, when I'm singing about things that are real, because I haven't yet written anything that didn't really happen. So, like, until I get to that point where, you know, maybe I'm listening to other people's stories and I'm writing, but for right now, all this stuff happened to me you know, I have to be able to sing about these things and not like fall into a pile of mush, and I can't finish the concert, you know? Like right. it, it actually may be someone else's opportunity to sit in that audience and yeah. fall apart because they haven't been able to fall apart. Yeah. And I, I got to be able to get in that in a safe space. And as an artist, know how to not leave them there. I can't leave right. you there. That's that's violent to me emotionally. I'm not gonna allow you to sit in that and then not pick you back up or give you some tools to, to deal with what it is. So maybe the next song is about self-care or something like that, you know? But like, um, I still have to say that like that thing that you just said about like Bruce Lee and stuff, like that's very, very, very real. And I think when it comes to art, that's why a lot of us, it's easy for our lives to end in demise. Like that's the low hanging fruit, more artists, their lives end in demise and tragedy than the 20-hour funeral Aretha Franklin got. Like that was such a big deal because like our our artists, our icons, usually die in tragedy. Mm-hmm. So to see an artist live a full life, although she you know she was sick, like she lived a full life, had a full career, mm-hmm. all those things was like wow. We got to celebrate this. Like bring the big Cadillacs out like the queen is going home you know so i look at all of those things and i really say to myself it's important to make sure that my mental space is taken care of and is safe and is guarded and is loved by me and the people around me and my emotions and all that cuz like we do have to toggle in and out of very
0: strong deep and real emotions wow. that was powerful yeah, thank you for sharing that was great. <laughs> you know um in your career you have worked and continue to work with some notable artists um what would you say has been some of the most memorable so far
2: definitely i'll go in order i mean lizzo was my first real like big name and that was just first of all just crazy how it happened how i got the gig but I I don't really do cattle calls too much, but it was one of those, it, sorry, that's the jargon, but cattle call is just like a, for those of you don't know, big open audition. There's just a casting notice and anybody can come audition or anybody can submit and then be invited to audition. So um, I usually don't go for those because I hadn't had good experiences with them, but that casting notice looked like, it, it said everything but Tamra Jade on it. Like, it was like, <laughs> I got, I, I have to, this is for me. And so going through the process, even long story short, y'all, my phone malfunctioned and SOS my parents and told them I was in distress and then died. So my parents are freaking out because they don't know where I am. They think someone is kidnapping me in New York City, but they know I have this big audition. So there is a possibility that something happened to my phone and I just went for the audition, but we don't want to be, we don't want to take that risk. You know, oh, so they're literally looking all over New York City for me through my friends. My friends find me at the audition. They call that they use their superpowers and figured out where I was because I didn't tell anybody. We're not supposed to tell people where the audition is. And they find me, the proctor at the front desk is like, is there a Tamara single here? And I'm like,
0: what? <laughs> and I
2: answer the phone, my friend's like, Tamara, your family is looking all over for you. Are you OK? And I'm like, clearly I'm at this audition, girl. What do you mean? you know so like that all of that happened leading up to the audition so it was like that made it memorable first of all and then the actual process going through it like she's just such an incredible powerful person and generous and i'm not even talking about money just emotionally generous Mm -hmm. um the very last day after we had tech rehearsal and then one last rehearsal day and then the day of the vmas so the day before after tech and before show day tech just felt Everybody nailed their steps, everybody sang the right notes, everybody landed on their mark, but it just didn't feel like the, the, the heart wasn't in it. And the creative director was like, you know, what do you think? Like, I was like, well, let's just talk like everybody talk. Maybe there's something that's blocking everybody. I know personally, I would never been on the stage that big, so I was intimidated. I wasn't about to tell nobody that, but I was intimidated. So I'm, I'm nailing the steps, but I'm still a deer in headlights, you know, it's like five, six, seven, eight, you know, (laughs) and so we have this powwow and she literally heard from all 24 of us. She wanted to hear every last person, how they felt. And it just became this big therapy session. There was people digging up. Like, I just didn't even think I was worthy of being here. And, you know, people telling, talking about how their parents made them feel like they could never do this because they were fat and another girl that was like you know my brother just died a month ago to the day and i wasn't even gonna come to this audition because i didn't think i could and so it was just like she made space for us to like let all of that go and then she turned on she turned on some some trap music we twerked (laughs) <laughs> and then she bought beef patties and cocoa bread. Yes. And, and we rehearsed. And that like literally is so unforgettable. And I'm so grateful that I get to tell people that like pretty much every artist that I've worked with, including John Legend, um, including Batiste, John Batiste, is exactly who they present themselves to be. There's no like okay, oh, hey, y'all. <laughs> There's no like pretense. There's no like, oh, when they get on stage, like this, but behind closed doors, they like this. Like, no, not at all. These people, even Madonna, you know, I had a friend before I did the gig with Madonna, like, well, you know they, what they say about her. She a lot. Da, 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 da. She held people accountable for what she was paying for.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I asked for this. I paid you for this. Why isn't this here? And mm-hmm. so I got to be on the inside and really see like, oh, she's not a BITCH. You don't like when a woman holds you accountable for what she asked you for. There you go. But, you know, so um, those are definitely just unforgettable. The Grammys was really, really fun. The Grammys was fun, honestly, because it felt like a reunion. Like, you, like we haven't been doing this for two years. So it was just so good to see, like, so many colleagues. And I know the Grammys is the Grammys, but honestly, the best part was, like, seeing my friends. And, like, I hadn't seen Lettucey in years. So, like, running to each other in the hallway, like, oh, my God, girl, I miss you. Like, Mickey Guyton and I had become close via social media, but we hadn't actually met each other. So it was like, oh my God, girl, break it down. You know? so like, those are definitely some fun experiences. And then The Voice for sure is, I, I think I'll never forget that experience. Um, it just, it was great. and I, I'm literally going to a wedding next weekend for one of my uh, teammates, two of my teammates, actually, two of the gentlemen on my team met at The Voice, and now they're getting married um, next week. So it just really was a family experience, really was fun. I'm still friends, really close with a, a lot of those. I was just texting one of my uh, old teammates today. She just had a baby last week. So, you know, um, I've been really blessed to have quality work. And it's not even about the volume. Like, oh, i did done this, 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 this. I have friends who have done it all. Like, all the award shows, all the tours. But, like, I can genuinely say that the things that I have done, top-notch, top-tier, high-quality, and with great people.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, um, we're going to transition for a bit. But before we do that, I think we're going to take a break, a quick break. Yep. Um, and then we'll come when we come back, we're going to talk more with,
1: Tamra Jane. Mm-hmm. And and and, and, oh, yeah. and so like so it's I heard you say Tamra, right? That's the Tamara like camera.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, gotcha. Just making sure, you know what I'm saying? You know, black folk, man, we, we do some things with some names. You know what I'm saying? And so you Tanisha know, so, yeah.
2: Johnson, everybody.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Remix, you know. But yeah, just wanted to make sure we say it right. All right, so folks, we'll be right back. We're gonna take this quick uh, commercial break. Shout out to our sponsor, Words, Beats, and Life. And y'all hang tight, we'll be right back, all right?
3: My name is Jaquia Hall, and I am the Academy Manager and the Fashion Design Teacher. I've always been creative on my own, but being able to actually express it through a medium and being able to showcase to others the type of creativity I had, probably helped me in the best way in terms of confidence. I've always been passionate about keeping the youth in the arts. It wasn't really an outlet when I was younger. Being able to showcase that to younger students who at a time may not have someone that is telling them that being an artist is a real career. And also being a black woman, of course. Being able to be that figure for them and let them know that if I can do it, you can do it, if not better. That's why I'm at Words, Beats, and Life. Enroll in my fashion design class today at wblinc.org academy.
1: Okay. Hey, hey, and we're back. Hey, we're back. Uh, hey, shout out again to Words, Beats, and Life. Um, continuing to do great work in the DMV area and abroad, um, internationally as well. Thanks again for sponsoring this episode and this season. Of artistry. All right.
0: Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so we're going to go right, move right ahead. Um, you know, we talk a lot about, um, you know, your, your path, your artistic journey. Um, we want to know what would, would you say have been some of your challenges with being an independent artist, as well as some advantages of being an independent artist?
2: Oh, I think you're muted. Yeah, we have you on mute. Uh, my bad. No, um, I think the, the, the challenges and the pros are kind of similar. Like, the challenge is that I'm doing it on my own, and the pro is that I'm doing it on my own. Like, mm. you know, like when you're, when someone else's money is paying for things, you are accountable to their final decisions. Yeah, And so. Um, because I don't have anybody funding this journey, I'm, I'm the final thing, you know. And so I can still choose what I want to do and what I don't want to do. I still create how I want to create um, without any type of, like, bureaucracy. Um, but definitely it's challenging because the thing about those machines, the machines that a record deal, record labels are, is that they've done this a million times. So they already have kind of like proven results, proven methods that
1: if I just got a little piece of,
2: would make my life easier. But at what cost? So I would say, as an independent artist, that the independent part is probably the most challenging and rewarding because, like, when the wins happen, it's like I did this. Somebody said something to me the other day, and they're like, "Yeah, because you're rap." Da, 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 and I was like, "Yeah, I don't have a rap. It's me. I book this." <laughs> you know so i would say that that one thing is both both things yeah.
0: yeah
1: speaking of um you being an independent artist um you know i'm sure you you have a ridiculous amount of fans who who know you from the voice um and and probably have you know favorite performances from uh, or favorite moments from your your time on that show but you <laughs> yeah. know if but if someone was to come up and and you know ask like if i want to learn more about um tamra j like what song what song would you have them listen to like what's the definitive song that you've made so far in your journey that you feel like because i got i got some favorites you know wait i, know that which I, wrote I from like. the voice say so, no no not from the voice but of the stuff you've done outside of the voice because i think so many people know you from that I think that there are people who are now starting to, of course, have been for sometimes going to your own shows and getting to know your music outside of you singing with other people or singing on that stage, you know? So what songs would you recommend or what project would you recommend of yours for people to start with?
2: Okay, that's that's a new question I haven't gotten before. Um. Mm -hmm. Well, I only have one project, so you should definitely go listen to that, uh for sure. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get through it quickly. Um, but of that I if you asked me this question maybe a year ago or two years ago, it has to be different. But right now I would say mm. Love Simplicity is a mm. song that I would really recommend as like I think it like the storytelling that my brother and I created, like is based on, you know, real events, but like That's the song that I think was like the underdog of my EP. I did not think that people would respond to it the way they did. I was just like, we gotta have a couple ballads on there. Like, okay, well, let's put this one. Like we love this song and other people might not get it or they might not love it, but we love it. And the response was just crazy. Like I've had people come up to me in tears at concerts. Like, this is exactly where I am right now. Like, oh my gosh, you know, like these, these words are exactly how I feel. And so I would definitely say, like, that one, um, Better. I still love Better. I wrote Better in the pandemic because I was just going stir-crazy. I just couldn't believe God would allow me to be traveling the world and have all these good things happen, and then it just stopped. Like, how did you do this to me? <laughs> but it wasn't happening to me. It was happening to everybody. And so I wanted to... I wanted to do something with that anxiety that I was feeling and like, I don't, I don't purport at all to to struggle with anxiety or suffer with anxiety and depression, but I do experience emotions of anxiousness and I was definitely anxious during, especially the first few months when they just kept saying like two more weeks, two more weeks, two more weeks. And then by then it was like, okay, well all my gigs are canceled now. So now I really don't know what's about to happen. And, I have to believe that if my grandmother says that in her eighty years of life she ain't never seen the world like this, then we have to go up from here. Like we, it's never been this bad in my grandma's lifetime, so it's got to get better. Like we have to find some type of solution, some type of middle ground. The politicians are getting sick. Everybody's getting sick. Nobody's safe. So we gotta find. So I feel like that was one of the first songs that I ever wrote where I just like looked at the world and made a song that was about what was happening in the world, not just like my experience. So I would say maybe those two right now, or maybe also Hair Down. That's not my song that's a cover, but I covered it as if I wrote it. Mm. And I think I've gotten a lot of good feedback from it. And a lot of people didn't, they don't know the original. So when they hear it, they fall in love with it. And I'm like, oh, that's not even my song. You should hear the original, you know? And it makes me proud that I can cover someone's song in a way that makes people want to listen to it more or want to know like, oh, that's not even your song. Let me go listen to the original. Like, I feel like you do an artist justice when you do that. Like, if you just do their song the way they did it, what's the point? Like, that's carrying you know, so maybe those three songs: "Hair Down," "Better," and "Love Simplicity."
1: Yeah, that's so When you uh, when you started with "Love Sim- and Simplicity," I'm like... <laughs> that's, the
0: one, that's, the <laughs> that's the one. That's the one. right
2: there. We were playing
1: it early. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah, that, that was... one. Man. Yeah, I'm, I'm that excited one. about that one
2: because we've completely just developed. I, that was the song I took the longest to do live. I wouldn't perform it because I'm like, I don't mm. know what to do with it. And we just stripped it down and it's just like me and piano for a little while and it's just the best kind of drama you know just the best mm-hmm. all the drama i love it yeah. i love it no
1: <laughs> nah, it's a it's a great record rescue Thank me you. is dope as well like i love rescue me too
2: that was a new york city check my bank account day and I just. Yeah i wrote exactly what i was feeling and it's mm-hmm. so interesting people literally will tweet me or text me and be like it's a rescue me kind of day and i'm like do what
1: you gotta do <laughs> right <laughs> right Good. That's what's up. yeah so what's i mean you know we talked about some of your your past work but um but what's next for you uh you know i got the I got the email blast. You know, we got the email blast, so we know what's happening. But you want to tell the people when what, what's the next big move? The <laughs> the next big it? move. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I am making the move finally to the West Coast, and I I know since you guys have met me, I've been talking about this, but it's like finally happening for real this time. Not that it wasn't happening before, but it's a process, and like. I, I moved to New York before in 2016 and it was great, but it was also like, I was not at all prepared for that. Mm-hmm. I just knew it was time. And I was like, let's just go see what happens. I hadn't really saved much money. I didn't really have a plan. And so this time I'm older, I have a lot more stuff under my belt and I'm really, really excited just about like all the new possibilities. I'm recording a lot more. I just did an Amazon Prime commercial. I got the check today, so I definitely did the commercial. Okay, uh, all right, now. Singing background vocals and doing voiceover in the Amazon Prime Day commercial with John Batiste. And so celebrating and just kind of commemorating my move to L.A., I'm doing a final concert two nights, um, which is four shows, two shows per night at Minton's in Harlem. Um, and that's just significant for me because Harlem is the first place I moved to in New York. And pretty much all of those songs that I wrote were written in New York City. It's where I grew up as an artist. It's where I grew up as a musician. It's where I learned how to hustle. It's where I got, you know, the the car splashing you in the rain. Like, all that stuff happened. All it's real. <laughs> Believe it. Okay? You know, all those things happened, but it it really helped me to, I think, in that the latest, I'm not calling it the last, but the latest phase of evolution, like you asked about earlier, like the evolution, I think that that was a phase of evolution for me, um, that five years that I was there. And so I'm going back there to commemorate that time before I make my transition. If anybody from this area want to come up, come up. I ain't doing a concert here again. I done did several, if you didn't make it too bad, um, you know, come on to New York City, come hang with me. Um, I'm gonna actually be doing a live recording. So I'm gonna be having some live arrangements of some of the songs that I mentioned, but also a listening party for new music. And I'm gonna do live recordings of the new music too. um, And just introduce you guys to this next phase and and next, you know, level of, of who I am and what I've been creating. And I'm really, really excited for all the new things. I found my dream apartment and everything. And we're just waiting for a renovated unit. That was definitely my favorite look for sure. That, that, was, that was a look, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yes, honey. You did that. <laughs> yes so that's what's coming up and then after that it's la you can catch me in la um i'll still be you know my family is still based here this is you know home studio we in here so um i'll still be here for sure but my family has already said we're doing christmas in la this year so they're not even they ready more than me they're like oh when are we going? <laughs> so,
0: uh, no pressure
1: right i feel like every family uh when they have a family member that Move somewhere where the weather is nicer. Yes. Yeah, you you already just prepare yourself. You know, Christmas is Christmas, Kwanzaa, whatever cold, whatever holiday is happening during the cold time, they coming through.
2: I'm, I I not even get it. I'm like, how did you guys come from the hottest places places on earth and land in the bitter colds of winter every year? I'm over it. I'm returning to my people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all year round. Y'all welcome to come if you want to, right. you know, so, yeah, that's what's coming up next. That's yeah. awesome. That's Congratulations
0: awesome. on all the success, For you know, sure. um, with so much that you've experienced in these last several years, what lessons would you say um, that you've learned that you can pass on to emerging artists that are following your footsteps?
2: You know, I always answer that question differently. And I'm learning to answer that question based on where I am. So right now, one of the lessons that I'm learning about is ego. And um, I had a friend once say to me that your ego is like your your mind's way of protecting your emotions. Mm-hmm. So it's like when your emotions are insecure, you, you feel doubt, your ego jumps up to say, no, like, we got this. We, we know how to do this kind of a thing, you know? And so sometimes, like, that needs to be checked. Um, and then other times, like, we need, we need confidence. We need these things because we feel insecure. We have this imposter syndrome. So I've just been learning, like, the nuances between things like humility and gratitude. I don't think the opposite of ego is humility. I think the opposite of ego is gratitude. And so my message and my lesson right now would be to check your ego, always check in with why you're doing what you're doing. And then on top of that, live in a state of gratitude. And I'm talking about I'm just so thankful for this toothpaste. Like whatever you
0: gotta say thank you for. Um, Whether big or small. Right?
2: Yeah. If you practice with the small things, then it makes it makes every it makes it not a task to do. And sometimes it's a task to do because our minds are so focused on the things that are not going right. But when you're living in a constant state of gratitude, like I learned that at an early age going to visit my family in Jamaica, it was like my cousins were so happy for my old beat up crusty hooked on phonics books and cassette tapes. It was like, we don't even use cassette tapes no more. Like why are you pressed for these raggedy cassette tapes? But they were so excited to learn how to read. Like it was just that simple. Like I got stuff to learn how to read now. I don't have to depend on nobody to teach me now. Like I'm it, you know? So just putting in perspective, like how much in my mind, I'm like, these are raggedy. Why are you happy for this? But in their mind, I'm grateful to learn how to read like that learning that like shift in perspective taught me at an early age and i think i'm really sitting in that right now just like live in a state of gratitude even when things aren't going the way you think they should i've the the yeses that i'm getting now make so many things not just the no's but like even interpersonal conflict makes sense now like oh that's why you could not rock with that person because this is where you vibrate and in order for you to be your best self and and accomplish these things you have to vibrate here so you can't rock with people like that like and it becomes that simple it becomes that plain and it helps you navigate especially if you're an independent artist again like i said earlier i'm the final say so a lot of this is coming from my vision coming from my gut coming from the things that i see that i say you know what i think i want to try that too like when you live in a state of gratitude, it makes it much easier to recognize timing and recognize signs and recognize... I don't remember what I was doing today, but I was thinking about something. I'm like, should I do this? Should I do this? Should I do this? And then I think a song came on that was literally about that. And I was like, okay, I guess that's my sign. And I'm not going to question it at this point. There was a time where it'd be like, was that my lord send me a sign and then you i don't remember the end of bruce almighty where he's like lord send me a sign and then the truck pulls in front of him and it's a truck of road signs that are like stop do not enter one way turn around do not go forward and he's like oh man who's this joker get out of my way and it's right. like, okay, you you ask for the signs and here they go mm-hmm. so i failed to say long way gratitude like live in gratitude and if and if being gracious and, and being thankful and recognizing the things that you should be grateful for is difficult for you, then you need to go to therapy. Because there's way too much that you could just look at. Anytime I hear a baby crying, I'm like, ooh, thank you, Lord. Like, first of all, thank you, Lord, that I got to hear that. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I got to experience a little moment of joy or, you know? So I do think that gratitude is just so important. And so um not... It doesn't get enough credit. You know, Mm -hmm. we all in the, you did this self-made era and that's cute, but we, that's not real. Nobody is self-made.
1: Right.
2: Nobody's self-made, so gratitude. Be grateful. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, we thank you, honey.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, the the timing of what you said is crazy. Um, Just had a great conversation. I ain't gonna put my my man's name out there, but um, one of the homies I was talking to yesterday and uh, we were just talking about like some of the challenges over the years and stuff, you know, self-made artists or, or independent artists, my bad, mm-hmm. um, you know, who who's, you know, gone through it like most of us. And, um, you know, and he was just talking about the struggle of dealing with all of that. And I was telling him about earlier how there we had a lot of fun, but sometimes there were moments where um, how they responded In certain um, whether it was performances how they acted after the show like they just they were so hard on themselves right Mm -hmm. like they couldn't really enjoy what it was we were doing and um, and I felt I felt like over the years that uh, wore them down a lot and um, and and I just told them I was like man I think one of the things that helped me hang in there was you know, I, I started saying in shows, it was like, hey, so, you know, anytime I got in front of a crowd that I knew didn't know me very well, and I knew I was going to have to work this audience a bit harder than I did most, right? <laughs> right? Um, I would just say, am like, hey, so listen, I'm, I'm literally up here doing the thing that I've dreamed of doing since I was 14, yes. right? Like, you know, um, I mean, I started writing before then, but at the that for around 14 to 15 that's when i knew this could be a thing and so yeah. that alone fam i'm good i'm about to have a great time and i'm hoping that you'll join me but if not man eh. <laughs> you know <And laughs> me just,
2: myself
1: they, and i going to have a blast right right <laughs> right. you know it's the straight doing my dad thing laughing at my own jokes on stage and it's like nobody gotta be with me fam like yo someone thought enough of of me to invite me here to do what I love doing for y'all. Yeah. Yeah. So, so th- I got all like that's so, so much to be grateful for right there. No, let alone the journey here and all of the other things I experienced on the way to just getting, getting on this stage.
2: Yeah. And so,
1: um, so yeah, man, I, I really resonate with what you just said. I, that was, that was powerful.
0: before we let you go we do have a couple things that we want to do we have some rapid fire questions for you this is the fun part this is the fun fun part (laughs) so what are you going to do we're going to have uh, five questions you're just going to tell us the first thing that comes to your head you know that you think of so you ready.
2: You sure you want to do this with me? Y'all know I'm wild, child. I- <laughs>
0: Don't
1: that, worry. That's gonna- exactly why we're doing
0: it. I- <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's, gonna be, it's all PG. It's right. all, okay. <laughs> it's all but, PG.
1: And look, and that's the problem, right? You know what <laughs> what know. It's all PG. You know what I'm saying? You know. can't be asking us these questions.
0: <laughs> right. So the first one is, right? So what would you, number one, favorite song or record? Anything. What I Will Survive song? by Gloria Gaynor. Mm. Okay. Dope. Yes, Dope.
1: I like that one. All right. Most memorable performance that you were a part of.
2: Uh, I'm just gonna say right now the um, John Hopkins uh, Spring mm. fair, fair, where I opened for Meek Mill and Cash Cash. Dope. Okay,
0: that's what's up. Okay. Um, number three, your pre-show ritual. What do you do to prepare yourself? do you really want me to say that here (laughs) it's just us amongst friends it's just us
1: and whoever else decides to watch this i
0: definitely fire up a blunt usually (laughs) relax because i'm usually
2: nervous um yeah that's that's usually just relax finding ways to relax chill um I'm not at the place anymore where I do like last minute practice and I'm like, I don't, you know, it's going to be what it's going to be. So yeah, just relax. Chill out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Awesome.
1: Favorite concert venue. Oh,
2: that's a hard one. Red Rocks. That was insane. We were just talking. You got to do that one. That's great. Red Rocks was insane. The altitude is a little crazy, but it's just like you can't turn to a bad view.
0: There's no bad yeah. view anywhere you turn. We were just watching um, Bill, Bill Burr, Burr
1: stand up mm. on
0: Netflix, yeah. and um, he's at Red Rocks, and we were just like, yeah. "This is amazing! I've never yeah. seen."
1: Yeah, I've never performed there. We we got the when I performed in Denver, we we drove up to it, so I got mm-hmm. to see it, but I, I didn't get to bless that stage. So God bless you. That is, <laughs> that's super dope. Yes,
0: Red
2: Rocks is gorgeous.
1: For sure.
0: Oh, that's awesome. And then the last one, if you can sing only one song for the rest of your life. Oh, no. (laughs) What would it be? Like,
2: literally, I had to walk around and people asking me questions, and all I could do is sing the song back to (laughs) them. If you could only perform one song. Oh, okay. Probably I will survive. That's my favorite song to sing. I love singing that song. I yeah. That. It'd be that one. Cause I could do both the slow version. I could do, you know, speed it up. We can, could, we could, we could go a lot of places. So that one, okay. but I do not only want to perform that if you want to book me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: gonna throw, I'm gonna throw one more, one more lightning round, uh, join in there. You know what I'm saying? Okay. For, for the PG folk. What's your favorite place to get Wings of Mambo from? <laughs> is it,
2: it's, Eddie's is it called or Eastern it's the one on old Marlboro Pike but my friend's dance school is in that same parking lot by the school. Is it or Eddie's? Is it Eddie's?
1: Nah, she was saying Eddie or Eastern joint. It uh, Eastern or it, Eddie's? You said I off think it's Old Marlboro Pike. Yeah so she's talking about near my old neighborhood not too far from there. So yeah I believe that's um.
2: It's like a um the next parking lot is the Pet Boys or something. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly carry what you're right talking there, about. That carryout right there got the yeah. best mumbo sauce I ever had in my whole black life. Yeah. Besides Capital City, Capital City mumbo sauce is fire. Yeah, Capital, Capital City, City is. is they yes. they figured it out. Rest in peace, uh, Papa Capital City. But that they figured that thing out in that bottle, baby. Yeah, they did. Yeah. That carryout right there. If I'm in town, I definitely stop there every time. I I try not to go on that side of town so that I don't get wings and fries.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. Dope, yes.
0: dope. Oh, that was so good. Hon, thank you so, so much for giving us your time. I know you have a crazy, crazy schedule. Mm-hmm. We want to wish you all the best. Absolutely. Thank much you. Much No, seriously. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah,
1: for sure. And tell your brother we said peace as well.
0: You I know. do. And, and when we come to the know. West Coast, because we come to the West Coast in the fall,
1: yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: So yeah. We come, we're going to have to come look you up. You know, if you, could fit, if you could squeeze us in.
2: You know what I'm saying? Oh, of course. Anything <laughs> that you can
0: That's what's up. That's
2: but, what's up.
1: But thank you so much um, to everyone watching. Um, those of you listening to the podcast later, uh, thank you for tuning in. Be sure to uh, make sure that you follow um, Tamara Jade. I'm going to make sure that her links are available in the description of the video. But also, for those of you watching, you should see it running across the bottom right now. Shout out to some of the folks who uh, joined, who were watching. Shout out to Stephanie Gale, um, another Suitland alum. You know what I mean? Talented vocalist as well. Yeah. So shout out to her. Um, Shout out to uh, MCP Blackheart as well for tuning in. And once again, thank you to our sponsor, uh, words, beats, and life. We appreciate you so much. Um, but yeah, sis, we wish you all the best. Um, Thank you. If you can hang around a little bit in the back, we'll talk off screen. But yeah, every... I'm
2: going to look at this chat. I
3: didn't even
1: realize it was here. I'm so slow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a little something slight. Like I said, most people um, catch the shows after the fact and stuff um, because we have the audio version of the podcast as well. But definitely mm-hmm. shout out to everyone who did catch us while we were live. Hey, that's what's up. Rams represent. Yes. Clap it up for the Rams. And you most know. people don't
2: know that my best friend and I wrote the current school song. We remixed the, wow. old, the crusty one and the one that they have been singing since about 2006. 2006. Uh, my best friend and I wrote. We go go tie. It is a go go song. So when you hear people say, High School.
1: Yeah. You know, oh, what? I know it because... A couple years ago, yeah, um, before I, I retired from um, from working full-time in the school system, you know, I was uh, I was at Suitland in 2018, 2017, mm-hmm. 2018 They're school year. It. So, yeah, I used to hear it all the time. That's dope. That's,
2: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Alright, sis. So, so thank you again for tuning in, everybody. And tomorrow my uh, Tamara party. <laughs> where, uh, catch myself you know and saying women.
0: <laughs> and those of you who follow her, she's Tamara at Tamara Jade Music or Tamara Music.com. T-A-M-A-R-A-G-J-A-D-E. Oh, um next show will be in two weeks, where we will be meeting with none other than
1: Oh next week! Oh yeah, yeah, we got Mr. Jarbo next week. Shout out to my brother Mega Rand. You know he is a uh, nerdcore pioneer um, in hip hop. First rapper to be, uh, uh, first rapper to perform Mm -hmm. at um, at Comic Con. Also, uh, he was in the Guinness Book of World Records for being the first rapper actually sponsored by a game console, um, Sega. Uh, Shout out to that brother man, an amazing talent. Good friend. Um, he's also a Billboard chart charting artist as well. So we got some pretty awesome folks, man, in our circle, man. We yes, blessed to yes. know people like Tamra and Megaran and so many of our guests who stopped by. But, uh, but yeah, y'all, so we're going to get out of here, and uh, we will catch y'all next week. And one last reminder before we go um, that you can catch us at um, Oticon. Uh, we will be there... July 29th through the 31st, doing our next Sketchpads event. So come through, listen to some live beats, come through and draw with us, pick up your goodie bags, all that good stuff. Enjoy yourself. All right. right, Peace. Peace, everybody. Thanks for listening to Artistry where art meets industry season three of artistry is sponsored by words beats and life visit www.wblinc.org to learn more this podcast is produced by substantial art and music for more information please visit www.subartandmusic.com you can also follow us on social media at subart and music peace